Hello and welcome to Two in Your Ears, a weekly poetry podcast where I, your host, Cody Rose, read one poem every week. Um, this is episode 48. It is nice and cold here in the Northern Hemisphere. Um, and one thing that I notice from where I am is that Orion comes up like right outside my cabin across the hill from me. And that always makes me think of the winter constellations. And that reminded me of this, which is um, the first of of Virgil's Georgics. There's four of them. Um, one's about plowing. One's about winemaking and like growing vines and stuff. One's about sheep herding. And the last one's about um, bees. They're sort of instructional um, and cyclical. They, they have a lot to do with your relation to the calendar year as the seasons go along and, and what to do when. Um, so I'm going to start at the beginning of book one of the Georgics, and then I'm going to skip ahead sort of halfway, read a little bit about another section, and then end it there. But um, if you want to keep reading it, it is in a condensed The Eclogues and Georgics, of Virgil, and this is the C. Day Lewis translation. I think you could probably get this on eBay for like three bucks. So, um, little paperback. Book one. What makes the cornfields happy? Under what constellation it's best to turn the soil, my friend, and train the vine on the elm, the care of cattle, the management of flocks, the knowledge you need for keeping frugal bees, all this I'll now begin to relate. You brightest luminaries of the world, who head the year's parade across heaven's face, wine god and kindly harvest goddess, if by your gift earth has exchanged the acorn for the rich ear of corn, and learnt to lace spring water with her discovered wine, you fawns, the tutelary spirits of country folk, dance here, you fawns and dryads, your bounties I celebrate. And you, Neptune, who first bade the neighing horse start up from earth at your trident's stroke, and you, the forester for whom three hundred head of milk-white cattle browse on the fruited bushes of Sia, and you, leaving your native woods and the lawns of Arcadia, Pan, master of flocks, if you love your Menelaus, come to my call and bless me, Minerva, who first discovered the olive, the boy who taught us the use of the crook-toothed plow, Sylvanus, bearing a young cypress plucked up by the roots, all gods and goddesses who care for the land, who nourish new fruits of the earth we sow not, and send to our sown fields the plentiful rain from heaven. You too, whatever place in the courts of the immortals is soon to hold you, whether an overseer of cities and warden of earth you'll be, Caesar, so that the great world honor you as promoter of harvest and 
puissant lord of the seasons garlanding your brow with your mother's myrtle, or whether you come as god of the boundless sea and sailors worship your power alone and the ends of the earth pay tribute and Tethys gives all her waves to get you for son-in-law, or whether you make a new sign in the zodiac where, amid the slow months, a gap is revealed between Virgo and Scorpio, Already the burning scorpion retracts his claws to leave you more than your share of heaven. Become what you may, and hell hopes not for you as king, and never may so ghastly a ruling ambition grip you, though Greece admire the Elysian plains and Proserpine care not to follow her mother who calls her back to earth, grant a fair passage, be gracious to this my bold design, pity with me the country people who know not the way, advance and even now grow used to our invocations. Early spring, when a cold moisture sweats from the hoarhead, hills and the brittle clods are loosening under a west wind, is the time for the bull to grunt as he pulls the plow deep driven, and the plowshare to take a shine scoured clean in the furrow, that crop, which twice has felt the sun's heat and the frost twice, will answer at last the prayers of the never-satisfied farmer and burst his barns with an overflowing harvest, but plow not with an unknown plain. First you must learn the winds and changeable ways of its weather, the land's peculiar cultivation and character, the different crops that different parts of it yield or yield not. A corn crop here, grapes there will come to the happier issue. On another soil it is fruit trees and grass of its own sweet will grows green. Here I'm skipping a little. It is our task again to observe the star of, Arct of Arcturus, the days of the kid and the shining serpent, as carefully as sailors who homeward bound on windy waters are daring the Black Sea and the straits by the oyster beds of Abidos, when the scales make the hours for daytime and sleep time balance, dividing the globe into equal hemispheres, light and darkness. Then set your bulls to work, farmers, and sow your barley, up to the last showers on the first frost-bound limits of winter, the flax plant and corn poppy you should cover now in earth, and keep on hard at the plowing, while a bone-dry soil allows it and the weather has not yet broken. In spring you sow your beans, then too the softening furrows will take lucerne and millet requires its annual care when the milk-white bull with gilded horn begins the year and the dog star drops away. But if for a wheat harvest or crop of hardy spelt you work your land and are keen on bearded cord alone, let first the Atlantid Pleiades come to their morning setting and the blazing star of the Cretan crown sink in the sky before you commit to the furrows the seed you owe them, before you entrust the hope of the year to an earth that is still reluctant. Many begin to sow before the setting of Maya, but empty-eared is the harvest and laughs at all their hopes. 
if that you care to sow or the common kidney bean, and if you don't look down on the care of Egyptian lentil, boots setting will give you a clear signal for this. Begin and go on sowing up to midwinter frosts. Wherefore the golden sun commands an orbit measured in fixed divisions through the twelvefold signs of the universe. Five zones make up the heavens. One of them in the flaming sun glows red forever, forever seared by his fire. Round to it right and left the furthermost zones extend, blue with cold, ice-bound, frozen with black blizzards. Between these and the middle one, weak mortals are given two two zones by the grace of God, and a path was cut through both, where the slanting signs might march and counter-march, the world rising steeply to Scythia and the Riphaean plateau slopes down in the south to Libya. This north poles always above us, the south appears beneath the feet of darkling sticks of the deep-down shadow people. Here the great snake glides out with weaving, elastic body, writhing river-wise around and between the two bears, the bears that are afraid to get wet in the water of ocean. At the South Pole, men say, either it's dead of night, dead still, the shadows shrouded in night, blacked out forever, or dawn returns from us thither, bringing the daylight back. And when sunrise salutes us with the breath of his panting horses, down there Eve's crimson star is lighting his lamp at last. Hence we foreknow the weather of the uncertain sky, the time to reap or sow, the time that's best for lashing the treacherous sea with oars and launching an armed fleet, the proper time to throw the pine tree in the forest. Well for us that we watch the rise and fall of the sky signs and the four different seasons that divide the year equally.